Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. On this edition, has Oklahoma boxed Ohio State out? A playoff proposal everyone can love. Listener reviews and, well, let's stop pretending and get to the good stuff. The latest on the pacemaker brawl to settle it all. Welcome to the Yahoo Sports College Podcast. I am Dan Wetzel, joined by Pete Thamel, Pat Forty. The postseason is in the air. We're here. Coming to you after the penultimate college football playoff rankings. Uh, as we head into conference championship weekend, here's the deal. If you don't know, number one, Alabama. I know. Shocker. Number two, <laughs> Clemson. Number three, Notre Dame. Number four, Georgia. No surprises yet. Here's where it gets interesting. If you want to call this interesting, and we're trying to call this interesting. <laughs> Not been the most interesting season. Number five, Oklahoma Sooners. Number six, Ohio State. It's really all that matters uh, in a slap in the face. Michigan is seven. UCF is eighth. Man, poor UCF. You can hear it in Dan's voice. He wanted to lead with the pacemaker punch. Or the. I, I, can we just get to it? I mean, we, we are going to get in on this pace. <laughs> If there was a cardiologists come on to, to give us expert takes on the pacemaker punch. There is better coverage. There is better coverage of this pacemaker thing than many of the foreign wars our government has gotten into. <laughs> if the Washington media could do what the SEC media does, oh. no secrets would be in Washington. It's true. The, the, the Internet has been flooded with video. <laughs> And, and accompanying vitriol, righteous indignation. It's fabulous. It's just such an SEC story. All right. Well, we're going to get to it. We got to do this boring part. Who's going to win the <laughs> national championship? That's anyway. Um, that's your deal. They obviously the interesting part here is Oklahoma is ahead of Ohio State. Because if chalk holds and Georgia does not defeat Alabama. If Georgia defeats Alabama, that's your playoff. Those are your four. Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia. I think if Georgia loses at the buzzer, they can still make it, but we're going to see. I don't know if the committee's got the the stones to try that, but we'll see. Um, But Oklahoma is ahead of Ohio State right now. Now, in 2014, TCU was number three in the second-to-last poll. They went out and beat Iowa State 55-3. to They ended up sixth. <laughs> I'm not saying that they deserve that what they deserve. But I still don't know how that happens. <laughs> Great job, Frogs. We think you're the number three team in the land. Great. How about we go out and dust Iowa State by 52 points? Good work. You're now the sixth best team. I mean, what? <laughs> Can you that imagine, was... Dan, what you would have done to Bob Bowlesby if we had a podcast in 2014? Oh, my Just head. like <laughs> what the the bullets you would have riddled into his one true corpse. Oh, that, Later that night, I covered that game. Then I went to the late game, yeah. Baylor. Yeah. yeah. We did the double dip that day. 
and after Art Bryles was yelling at him. He was trying to fight him. He was mad yeah, at him. Yeah, on the podium. On the stand. Oh, yeah. He was trying to give him the trophy, and Art Bryles is having none of it. <laughs> this is Texas, man. We're not happy. Uh, yeah, yeah both the poor Taylor commissioner in that Italian league. I bet Bryles is up his, uh, <laughs> up his pasta all the <laughs> I'm time. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, so who the heck knows? They say they do this thing every week. Redo it. Here is the this is where the committee box themselves in. Now, Rob Mullins is the chair of the committee, and he usually tries to say nothing. I don't watch that show because there is just nothing on that show. You know, I kudos to all the producers and the talent that tries to make that show interesting, the selection show, but it is not interesting. But according to the quote I just read, Rob Mullins, the chair of the committee, says, Oklahoma, quote, or has, quote, a little bit stronger schedule right now than Ohio State, end quote. Well, Oklahoma's playing Texas this weekend, and Ohio State's playing Northwestern. Oklahoma, if they if they both win, Oklahoma is going to have not just a little bit stronger, a little bit more than a little bit. So... Where are the Buckeyes on this? Pat? Yeah, I think I, they they have pretty well set the rules of engagement that uh, Oklahoma has boxed out Ohio State. And I think it would take something extraordinary if they both win for Ohio State to jump Oklahoma. I just don't really – it's hard to see a scenario where it happens. Um, you know, this is you, – you, you touched on 2014 – and your heroic efforts to cover two games in one day, and then neither of them make the make the playoff. <laughs> Excellent well, use of my time. That's Covered right. Two One teams. of the great wasted efforts uh, in journalism history. Um, oh, that's Ohio State needs something similar. They need where they beat Ohio. Uh, they beat Wisconsin by fifty nine that same day, and that's when they leapfrogged the entire Big Twelve into the tournament. They need to beat Northwestern by fifty nine and have Oklahoma either lose or barely skeech by, and that's going to be their their way into the tournament. Uh, they, they need something dramatic and surprising. Because one of the other things uh, Mullen said, I listened to him, I did watch the show, I pity myself, but I had to write something real quick off of it, uh, was that you know the championship games would just be one more piece of the full body. He didn't say a bigger piece, you know, maybe it will be, but he did not give that inkling going in. So I think uh, I think Oklahoma's in the in the garden spot, and Ohio State is trying to make a miracle happen. All right, I have the full quote here. Okay, here's the question: Do your analytics say one strength of schedule is significantly better than the other, or are they fairly comparable? Rob Mullins, I mean, they're in a similar band. One is at the end of one band; the other is at the end of another one. I'm already confused. So they're comparable. One has a little bit stronger schedule. Oklahoma has a little bit stronger schedule than Ohio State at this point. So do they have to change the criteria if all of a sudden Ohio State's in there? Great question. Well, before we go all Jerry Palm, Bill James here, and lose our listeners who really want to know about the most intriguing subplot of this championship weekend. Pacemaker! The, the non-punch. Can I get a pacemaker? Um, no. It actually involves something much more salacious than the bandwidth of, you know, Sagarin rankings and all this nonsense. It involves a sweet, delicious little plot twist for Buckeye Nation, which has had plenty of them this year. Um, and that is that former offensive coordinator, Tom Herman, who university officials threw directly under the bus and went reverse over in a lame attempt to distract from their own mess <laughs> when they identified him as uh, as someone who does some perhaps ill toward evening entertainment while on the company dime. Let's not let's not tear down. I mean, it's a completely legal operation. Yes. No, no, no. It is That's a club. Fun. A club where gentlemen go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And there was no earthly reason other than to distract from their own mess that Ohio State needed to identify Tom Herman as someone who went to this 
uh, so-called gentlemen's club. And they did that. And I just thought that was very poor form by a place that was in the fetal position getting beat up every side. It was a very lame distraction attempt. So here's I Tom. Asked, I asked like 10 questions like, could you please clarify this, 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 nothing. Tom Herman was the guy that was at the strip club. <laughs> That's the only. <laughs> right. yeah. Could you clear up the timeline? No. No comment. Yeah, we're providing no, comment. no information except we're going to volunteer this one. Yes. No comment except Tom Herman was at the strip club. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, Buckeye Nation now turns its lonely eyes to Tom Herman. The once beloved offensive coordinator led them to a national title who went on to Houston and then Texas. He essentially is the key figure for Ohio State's path to four. They certainly need to win, but I agree with you guys. Like, 59 nothing may not be good enough. Because um, if Oklahoma wins a close game with Texas, say like the field goal doesn't go through this time, say Dicker the kicker, another favorite podcast character from this season, uh, is not as clutch in Jerry World. Um, I really feel like uh, I really feel like I don't think the Buckeyes can do it on. I, I they're they're gonna have a time out beautying Oklahoma if both of them win uh, because of the boring statistical things we were talking about before. So I think uh, I think at noon. A lot of old Buckeyes are going to be looking at old Tomas on the sideline and uh, and rooting for he and Sam Ellinger and little Jordan Humphrey and Colin Johnson and the boys to uh, get another W against the Sooners because that is their only hope. They're going to have to um, – yeah, they're going to have to root for the guy they dislike, uh, which is pretty interesting. I don't know. Um, I'm sure Zach Smith will be the first one to congratulate Herman if they win. <laughs> Somebody take Twitter away from Zach Smith on the game. Yeah. His, his new target's been Ed Warner lately um, in the wake really? of the Michigan game. Yeah, he's kind of gone after Ed Warner a little bit um, oh, in, the okay. last, uh, in the last few weeks. I follow him on Twitter, so they pop up occasionally. So. Mm. Now, here's the weirdest thing about this selection committee. Okay, there's 13 people in the committee, and they got to make this choice. And they have had nothing to do all fall. I Kudos right. to these guys flying to Texas every week, standing around <laughs> yeah. doing nothing. Um, I, I, I don't know why a school would allow anybody to be on this committee. Like, I don't even get it. Like, can you imagine just saying I'm going to take a couple days off every week to our bosses so I can be on this right? pretend thing? I don't got, you know, but okay. On the committee, the committee includes Joe Castiglione, who's the Oklahoma athletic director. Yep. And it includes Gene Smith, who's the Ohio state athletic director. Awkward, awkward to say the least, right? Now, yeah, they have to recuse themselves. There's a there's an elaborate, of course, because this is college sports. There's an elaborate (laughs) recusal process of different people who have to uh, be recused. Also recused in this is Frank Beamer, the former Virginia Tech head coach, because his son is on the OU staff. So the 15 or 13 person committee cuts down to 10. Now, you know, I don't know what that means or doesn't. They have to stand outside the room as they debate the only thing that there is to debate the entire year because nobody really cares who's 17th and 18th. Here's my question, and it's not that Gene Smith or Frank Beamer, obviously any of these people aren't qualified to be on this committee. If you're the Ohio State AD, why are you ever on this committee every single year? (laughs) You're in the mix. Yeah. If you're no. not, then you need to be home fixing the football program. <laughs> like, is this a sh- – I, I get it. Like, we got – let's see. We got Herb Dermodet Dermedi. I don't even know who he is. Former Central Herb Michigan. Dermody, no, yeah. Dermody. Former he coach at Central himself Michigan. when Central Michigan is in the debate. Okay. <laughs> Which is never. Never. Okay, they won so, one game this year. But if per chance – this occurred. We would okay. Who knew this was going to happen? We had to have somebody's got to be in this committee. But what the heck is Gene Smith the joke? I mean, of course you're you're in the playoff every year. You two, what are you even doing? Why would you sign up for a committee that takes seven weeks and you don't even get to vote on the? Because I don't. Can you even vote on who gets? Like, let's say Ohio State's number one. Do they get to pick who's three and four? I think you got to recuse yourself. You you would think so. I mean, it it is a why are you natural here? 
landmine of conflict of interest. Uh, I here's my theory on why they're there, because there's not, not that many FBS athletic directors with track record gravitas that uh, people would want to put on there. These two guys have both of that. They are, you know, professionals. They're considered among the the best in their business. Uh, quite frankly, Gene Smith also adds diversity, which they need to have on the committee. So I, I could understand people wanting them on there. I'm just not sure, like, to your point, why they would want to be on there. And then secondly, when they're going to get to their dumb little ice cream bar, which they have, which they have at these things, you know, outside, <laughs> you know, you, you fix yourself a little Sunday when you've been working in the committee room for three hours. Are they then? Are they like, hey, you know, off the record, um, have you seen Oklahoma's defense? Gene Smith, have you seen how bad Oklahoma's defense is? We would be so much better than them. And then Castiglione at the other end of the ice cream bar is like, you know, do you do you really want you know Urban Meyer to be the focal point of the 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 week buildup where everybody's asking these controversial questions? So I, I would imagine there's some side conversations that are interesting. We need some like dramatic music. The ice cream bar uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories are real. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. My Saturday night bar tab would be open to I will pick whatever, whoever's picking that thing up. And if Boomer. we have to continue the discussion at a place where gentlemen hang out, <laughs> put me on this committee. Yeah. Hey. See, you know, you want to be on the committee. I think that's it. Bar tabs. Dermo Deddy is, hasn't paid for a drink all year. Jeff Bauer. No, oh, man, that come on. Uh, I love Jeff Bauer. He would win games like four to three at Southern Miss. That guy's great. He might be against Oklahoma. No defense. A lot of good Steve Logan yeah. matchups in uh, East Carolina Southern Miss games on Thursday nights back when I was in college. Fond memories of Jeff Bauer. This is why you joined the committee, Dan. And I know, Dan, me being cynical about collegiate athletic administrators really will offend you. But this is why you do it. And, and this doesn't apply to Gene and Joe because, as Pat said, they're at the top of the profession. But if you're like Rob Mullins or one of these other run-of-the-mill ADs that, that the goes chairman. through there, look at what it did for Jeff. Look what it did for Jeff Long. Like, that guy was, like, a generally bad athletic director at Arkansas. He made bad hires. The athletic department regressed under him. And he was the head of this committee, and that was the most notable thing he did. He gets fired at Arkansas when the football program and the wheels fall off. And then he gets $1.5 million to be the AD at Kansas and then proceeds to hire Les Miles. It's like, man, like, that is that is stunning that Jeff Long has a Power 5 AD job and is making $1.5 million, which is in the top 10% of ADs, I'd say. Sure. Probably. Like, I just I'm, – I'm stunned. And I'm fully convinced it's because he became a brand name showing up on TV every night for suckers like us who have to watch that, like, dreadful half hour of Could television. Could be. He, he was the first one, too. He was the guinea pig, and it was, it was a little rough at times. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. But it's almost like – in the athletic director world, if you, like, hang around long enough, um, your longevity covers up for, like, your actual performance. Yeah. Florida AD St Scott Strickland is on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He won't be at the bar. He will not be at the bar. <laughs> he might be there for a short period of time. <laughs> it's quick in and out. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just don't – I mean, if you're running this committee, to me – you can't take the ads of the major schools. I don't. I don't. And nothing against these guys because they are great. I have all. I mean, Gene Smith played foot played at Notre Dame too. Just doesn't make any sense. So we'll see. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see whether we get there. And 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 are we in agreement? Like, do you think they can pull off if it's if it's an Alabama victory late against Georgia? Do you think this committee has got the guts to put Georgia in, or do you think they'll just punt on that thing? They'll punt. punt. Yeah. I don't think they want to take that one on. You don't want to take on Delaney and Bowlesby and have three of the five conferences out of the mix because Notre Dame takes a bid. You don't – here's what you give them. But it'd be a miss, a rematch. They'd play again in a month. Well, so what? Maybe they're the best two teams. Maybe they're the, maybe Georgia's the only team that could give Alabama a good game. But I guarantee they would use that, and they would be gun-shy of the huge backlash from the Power Five uh, hogs that are getting nosed out of the trough. We all know Herb Dramedy doesn't have the guts to do that. <laughs> <laughs> have we analyzed how he coached? <laughs> yeah, he definitely punted from the uh, opponent's 40 a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
me. I, I, I look at Georgia and I see the same team as last year. One bad Saturday and 12 or 11 very good Saturdays. I'm going to be, it's going to be, that's going to be pretty interesting. I just think if, if this thing ends up with the Buckeyes in, that's going to be that, that, that quote is going to come back because I don't, the schedule's not getting any more favorable for, for nope. Ohio state. So, um, all right. Now look, as you guys know, I think conference championship weekend is a farce, a relic needs to be imploded. Uh, this weekend is as bad as we've ever had it. I believe uh, four teams can either lose or not play and get an advance in this thing. Now, maybe Georgia can't, but uh, three of them can. Um, I'm not sure if you've, you've read my proposal over the past few years, but I did do it. I All I want is a better first week of the postseason. These games are unnecessary. We have number one versus number four. We have number two versus number 22. We have number three not playing. We have number five versus number 13. We have number six versus, I think, I don't know what we end up. What was it? I got to check. Northwestern. 21. 24. 21 now. You're right. 21. 14 is Texas. 14 is Texas. Uh, We have number eight versus nothing. We have... What do we got here? Wash number 11 versus number 17. Nine different teams could win on Saturday and not advance. Four could not play and lose. Why can't we just get rid of this thing and have Alabama play Washington, Clemson play UCF home games, Ohio State at Notre Dame, and Oklahoma, Georgia? Four better games, epic weekend. Whole country be going fire, gonna be totally fired up for this thing. Huge ratings, huge TV revenue, more money, better product, and instead we get that conglomeration of I don't even know what in a nonsensical first round of a playoff. Pat Forty, tell me how right I am. <laughs> I hate to say it, but you're right. I mean, I, I I am not here for the Dan Wetzel canonization. I can tell you that. But <laughs> you are right. I mean, there is no doubt about it that that I have said it. I've said it myself for years. So let's just get that out of the way. You're not the only one, buddy. But no, the, no, the, no co- conference championships are nothing more than a short sighted and formerly maybe long sighted, but now short sighted money grab and a chance for the conference to pat itself basically on the back for a couple of days. Uh, we would be much better served using that weekend because that's always the, the roadblock to the playoff used to be. And now the roadblock to the bigger playoff is academically. We don't have a weekend where we can do this because of Christmas and because of finals. Well, this is the weekend to do it as you pointed out. And so use it, uh, for the betterment of the sport and play a bigger playoff that gets more people in. And I think more, more people excited and interested. And as you said, the campus venues, it would be awesome. I mean, you said Ohio State, Notre Dame at, at South Bend, yeah. right? Yeah. Oklahoma, Georgia between the hedges. I mean, that's good stuff. Bring it. What about Clemson and Pitt, huh? What about the Pitt fans? <laughs> what about the Pitt fans? All 82 you know who of them. wouldn't like this plan? The Pitt tight end coach, our friend from uh, week <laughs> two or three. The guy who drinks the flat Mountain Dew. Yeah, he'd and, have to go uh, home because yes, he doesn't have yes, another game exactly. to get ready He's too busy exactly. for carbonation. Yes, he'd have the honey-do list. Yeah. Remember yeah. the honey-do list? Yeah. yeah. So I think in honor of the Pitt tight end coach, who's one of our – he could be our man of the year. We kind of forgot oh, yeah. about him. You oh, know yeah. what? In the award show, please remember him. I have him. not yes. forgotten about him. Yeah, he was he was pretty fantastic. Even though none of us remember his name, he was awesome. <laughs> his wife declined to come on the podcast. Yeah, we I actually did. asked Pitt Sports Information. We did, for, yeah, uh, we did extend an that. opportunity for yeah. her to come on. They were nervous about what she might say. Remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to make a second run at her. Second run. Yeah, I will. I will bow to your your collective genius on uh, on the eighteen playoff in this, and and just bring up this point. If this were like week six. I'd really only want to watch two of these games, of those four, right? Of the of all the conference championships. Oh yeah, yeah, I, the, yeah. Oh. The S, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm saying is, if this weekend coming up wasn't labeled conference championship, like 
if if Ohio State's playing Northwestern, I'm probably not watching that game on a normal right. Saturday. I'm certainly not watching Clemson Pitt, and I really won't on Saturday. Um, no offense to our friend, the tight end coach. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but obviously we'd watch Bama play. You know, you'd watch Bama play Georgia, and you're always going to watch Oklahoma and play Texas. Um, yeah, and I barely know who's in the Pac-12 game, but that's Washington, Washington Utah. They did play earlier, and none of us watched it. Attendance yes. will be a good, a robust twelve, thirteen thousand for that game. Yes, yeah. I mean, here's my thing. Look at the standings. Alabama already won the conference. The championship has been won. They went undefeated. Georgia lost. Clemson won the ACC. Oklahoma won the Big Twelve. Washington won the Pac-12. Ohio State and Northwestern are technically tied with an 8-1 and one conference record, but there is no known uh, tiebreaker other than a love of the color purple <laughs> that the Wildcats would win the Big Ten. Like, it's conference. We need this to determine who won the conference. They already won the conference. It's like making the Patriots play the Bills one more time. Like, no, they won the AFC East every year. It's over. Well, my one very tepid defense of, of this is is simply because of the divisions we get so out of whack sometimes, and you get an Iowa schedule from 2015 that allows them to go undefeated without having played anyone, and they would have been declared then the Big Ten champion until they That's part played of the Michigan reform. State and lost. You got to get rid of the, con- the these geographic things, geographic welfare, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> the SEC would have like add a game and then have no divisions and you'd have your, you know, you're not going to break up your, make sure Auburn, Alabama are playing every year and those, those, those games, but you open it up and you ought to be able to figure it out. And if it's so big that like Georgia's like, Hey man, we're, we're eight, we're seven and one. I mean, we should, well, you're in anyway. Like everybody is in with this playoff. Instead we get Ohio state trying to beat Northwestern by 70 and then yelling at Oklahoma people on the radio. Like, good times. I mean, I like it, but might be a better way. So here's why this won't happen, the Wetzel 40 plan of infallible yeah. genius. Uh, it's because the level of greed – so it won't happen because of the SEC. It's a very simple reason. When you go when you go to the SEC offices and open the door, you see Greg Sankey doing snow angels and piles of cash, and they don't want to give up any of that cash – for the betterment of the game. It's it's pretty simple. When you have no one in charge I would not and no one looking on out holistically. Well, no, the SEC's had the championship game the longest, yes. and they make the most money off it. And their deal is about to come up, and they're going to do it again. They are, And they consider it a celebration of our history and a great weekend for patting ourselves on the back to the point where we have to go to the chiropractor, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And so instead of holistically someone, they will not give up they're different slices of the cookie to make the cookie taste better right. and make bigger. the cookie bigger and more lucrative. They won't do it. College football has consistently not made decisions for the betterment of college football because of the individual greed of the conferences for an extended period of time. And there is no reason to think that the SEC would give up this bundle of money. I just looked up quickly the Big 12 title game, which pretty much nobody watched last year, right? That's a $30 million TV entity. Wasn't right? this the first it, year? Or was last year the first year? I think last year was the first year, wasn't it? I oh. think so. I'm pretty okay. sure. Just the fact that we don't know that and we're like, <laughs> you're alleged yeah. college football experts. I do believe that they did play last year. Yeah. Um, they know they definitely played last year. I'm just trying to think oh, if they played the These playoff games, though, are $100 no, million dollar games. Yeah. But I, you're right. They are. No, no. That, I'm not arguing that, Dan. But you don't, you got to slice that up six ways. And you're giving up that like identity and you're giving up that money flowing all to you. So I'm saying is like when we did Big 12 expansion stories a few years ago, I was blown away that like one Big 12 title game that probably wouldn't rate that great was worth 30 million bucks. So that means the SEC game is probably worth like 45 million bucks. Well, they need a TV deal for that. They actually don't make that much money on it right now. I, I will say this. It will not change as long as until there is new leadership at. Like the Delaney, Swafford, and probably Bowlesby are just not changing anything. Right. And they're, they're just riding it out. Um, mm-hmm. it, it takes – but Look. there is a level of that younger administrator who will eventually be in those roles. 
and as things tighten and, and, and the thing changes, there is a hope. But I, I agree. There's no – these guys don't even think about it. It's like, what? No, you know? it nearly destroyed Jim Delaney's soul to just go with a playoff. Yeah, he's that. getting a big yeah. stake at St. Elmo's the first Saturday of December, and he's happy. He doesn't care. Remember the old Major League Baseball, like for the good of the game, like that yeah. that clause. These guys are like for the good of our cash coffers, right? No doubt, no doubt. And the it's cash like you, in their you won't make the You're playoff right. for two years in a row. Oh well, I still got paid, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you know, where the fans are going, how can we go? How can we have an eleven and uh, a twelve and one Ohio State team not get in? Jim Delaney doesn't care. He'd like to preserve the sanctity of the Rose Bowl. Oh. At least we're done with that. Hey Dan, what's your feelings yeah. on the bowl system? I don't think I've read enough to really get like your full your full opinion. Do you know, do you have any thoughts on 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 uh, college football subletting? It's uh, most probably. I'm now in product. favor of them because I'm trying to start my own bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what would your bowl be called, Dan? Uh, the drunken bowl. <laughs> Bush light bowl. Bush light bowl. Yeah, we can do it. Bush light bowl. What would be a good town to host the Bush light bowl? I feel like Tampa. <laughs> I like it's too warm for Wetzel. I think like Des Moines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much more Wetzel. Yes. Bismarck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two six and six Mac at Conference USA team. Make sure it's still during deer season, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Crack open a tall boy and enjoy the mediocrity. Oh, they got they have the camo, the camo uh bush sure. lights. Have a little shooting range right outside the stadium. <laughs> Jay Busby, my our colleague at Yahoo, and I have been, and, and Bromberg, who does uh, college football for us too. We've been talking about getting a bowl for the infield at Daytona. That could be the push light bowl because uh, Daytona's be got this infield that's big enough to hold a football game. They've actually played football games on there. Uh, Buthane Cookman has done it, hmm. and they got a hundred thousand seats and the track, and just come on down. We don't even have to play the game. Just get drunk. <laughs> don't even have to play the game. I don't think that could be the Bush Light Bowl because that's actually too expensive for that crowd. <laughs> no, so no, no. They do the 25 ounces on the infield at Daytona. They they give you one extra ounce. That's their that's their uh, gimmick. <laughs> 25 ounces because 24 just isn't enough. You got to get that extra ounce. Does Spurrier show up without a shirt for the Daytona oh, Bowl? Of course. I, yes. I have spent question. many, many days in the infield of Daytona. The hell of America. A place. It is America. <laughs> One year it was, uh, we didn't do it, uh, but we, we should have, we were going to try to set up a table and be like, uh, hand out, like I'm with her. Uh, it was a couple of years ago during the election, like <laughs> Hillary, <laughs> Hillary for president stickers. <laughs> 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 let's, let's oh, see what was gonna happen. that would have been gold. <laughs> set up the table, set up the stickers and put a video camera on that and just <laughs> let it roll. We may bring uh, we had, it out. Uh, the year of the uh, last presidential election, uh, the night, uh, the like the the Friday before the Tuesday election, I was out to dinner with a couple of uh, college football hacks in Columbus before a uh, Ohio State Nebraska game, and we had a discussion about how many college football coaches were voting for Hillary, and we struggled to get to double digits. <laughs> that would have been like an epic pod if we uh, if we had existed. Who were they? Well, I remember David Shaw. Dave Clawson. This is all completely us guessing, by the way. We did not yeah. poll these. Yeah, no poll, no poll polling these. done. There was no polling done. This is just completely guessing. Um, Tom Herman. We guessed Chris Peterson. Harbaugh. Um, what? Harbaugh. He's had Obama out. He's a big Democrat. Harbaugh. Okay. Yeah, I, we didn't have him on there, but I would certainly put uh, would certainly put him on the uh, on the list. Uh, trying to think of. The, the conversation was born out of how many coaches' offices we walk in and Fox News is playing. Right, right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, the entire SEC voted red. I don't know how many coaches, how many coaches would go against their constituency there. So no, it was a, uh, it was it was a fairly uh, it was a fairly interesting conversation. And there'll be like just some like outlier you're not expecting, like Bill Snyder or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> really that interesting yeah <laughs> and it's funny because all the college basketball coaches practically would vote the other way yeah, yeah. not I, I can think of a couple that would not but a couple uh, would not but whatever yeah. all right anyway let's get to real american stuff all the right. ongoing saga let's do this 
Yes. We talked enough football. We actually talked almost no football. <laughs> New information has hit the update desk. <laughs> LSU A&M brawl. We got multiple video angles. We got cell phone footage. We got still shots. We've got a pathetic statement from Jimbo Fisher. Truly. Oh, that was bad. We have now proof of just an exaggeration from Steve Cragthorpe. Cole Fisher is hiding. I don't know whether he's, like, getting reconstructive (laughs) surgery. Is he just, like, hiding out behind his Bama bangs? Do we know where he went? (laughs) I, I know where he is. You do? Yeah, he's being fitted for his Aggie Hall of Fame boots, man. <laughs> he's a hero down there now. You know, they they love those Aggie boots. So they put the A&M logo on there. Before Texas A&M's first SEC game, I was with Mike Slive, and they had some big dinner for him, and they presented him with his Aggie boots. It was a great moment. So now, you know, Cole Fisher, having thrown punches, thrown fists with LSU, he's he's getting his Aggie boots. All right. Mike Slive, God rest his soul, was from upstate New York. He must have looked at those like, <laughs> what the? It's the greatest odd couple marriage of it all really time, was. Mike Slive in the SEC. The former yeah. judge from upstate yeah. New York. Dartmouth, yeah. Dartmouth quarterback, yeah. All right, let's start with this. Cole Fisher, the nephew of Jimbo, did not punch Steve Cragdorp, the former Tulsa and Louisville head coach, who's now an assistant at LSU. Uh, certain, he, he did not punch him in the pacemaker. I think we've seen the video. He did push him. Yep. There is a difference, though. Cragthorpe, I think, exaggerated. Although, if I had a pacemaker to deal with my (laughs) Parkinson's, I'm not sure it would matter. Someone lays your hands on your pacemaker, you're going to be a little (laughs) ticked. No pun intended. Steve Cragthorpe, by the way, Pat, you know him. Good man, right? Like Very, very nice man. Yeah. Should not be punched or shoved. Not right. according to the Aggie fans, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> because they are upset he was like 10 yards off his sideline when the nephew is all the way across the field. Great, like, newspaper wars across the border. Like, clear partisan sides are being taken between the Advocate and the Houston Chronicle. Great stuff. A&M fans are just in a frenzy. I don't know why. I mean, why is Jimbo's nephew on the field? And then people are upset because F- Cole Fisher got punched in the face by LSU defensive back John Battle, who suckered him. Now, we didn't see that in the original video. Uh, they seem to be mad about that. Well, still, I mean, you put your hands on his coach. Battle slaps him. And so Cole got hit by him and three-time Super Bowl champ Kevin Falk. <laughs> I like it. we just call him Cole now. Cole. <laughs> he's our guy, man. He's a man. Yeah. He's, he's the fourth podcaster. He's like Madonna and Pele. He <laughs> only needs one name. <laughs> he's, he's up for man of the year. Yes, <laughs> he is. Watch out, pit tight end coach whose name we can't remember. <laughs> Jimbo's statement. Uh, this is an internal matter. I don't know. What is it? Cole got to go to his room without uh, dessert or something? <laughs> I'm going to call my sister to yell at her idiot kid. <laughs> The one thing I know about Jimbo and investigations is in the end, he will somehow be the victim. (laughs) Everyone is investigating everybody. A&M, LSU, the SEC, the Texas Rangers, who knows? So, Pat, how is the Yahoo Sports investigation going? Who's at fault here? You know, I got to say... We're falling behind, and we've been pretty good at investigating stuff in college, but we are falling behind on this. Pete, we're going to have to have actually an emergency meeting after this to see if we could possibly catch up with the mega sleuths out there in both fan bases. Can we just send Charles right there? Just get Charles. Yeah, right. Charles Robinson is in Houston. we got to get him on the case. Shameful. Embarrassing. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm sorry. I apologize for our, our lack of diligence on this, but here's the thing that killed me is... You know, Jimbo puts out this statement saying nothing when they apparently had the information that Cole did not punch Cragthorpe. Put that in the damn statement. You know, let us know what you know, and then everybody will come at least a little bit closer to knowing all the facts. But no, Jimbo just wasn't going to have anything with telling anybody jack about what actually happened there. So, 
Yeah, you know, it was back and forth. And I, I know this. Our man Cole may have been getting in between Damien Craig, who was the, the real instigator here, who ran all the way across the field to start this crap, and Cragthorpe. But Cragthorpe, a extremely mild-mannered, and if you look at his body language in the Zapruder film, he's got his hands in his back pockets. Like, you know, I mean, he's, he's not coming out there to fight. And he goes and shoves him in the chest. And that's he's, uh, he's doing that okey do like you know, Mayweather would do that. Like, go ahead, try to hit me. <laughs> Mayweather and Steve Crackthorpe have nothing in common. Nobody ever nothing. hit Mayweather. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I still think uh, our man Cole is 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 very much uh, part of the problem here as opposed to being some sort of victim. And I you know, I don't blame John Battle or the the whoever the D B is for jacking him because he was fighting your coach, man. Go ahead, jack him. You're like nearly elderly pacemaker coach yeah. like yeah so i have uh, i have pulled up this statement and uh somewhere in the texas a&m in the in their in their athletic department and this probably was like a university statement so there were like probably a half dozen pr professionals oh, yeah. that billable said, hours how, yes how can we put together a hundred word statement that just says absolutely nothing. And, and again, Mike Slive, God rest his soul, he was the master at the nothing empty statement that had oh, a yeah. lot of words. And this is just really a bunch of words strewn together with absolutely like no, you know, no meaning, no depth, no point. It's really an impressive assortment. It's like it's like Seinfeld. It's like the statement about nothing. Um I want to assure everyone that the matter has been addressed internally with my staff members, and we will continue to demand our program conduct itself in a manner that meets the values and expectations of this great university. Now, see, that's like, the key part, because this is Texas yes. A&M. They like yes. kicking ass. Yes. <laughs> we'll meet yes. the values yes. of Texas A&M, yes. which is damn right, punch them in the face. Hit them in the face yeah. maker. I can just picture like Ron Burgundy reading these words yeah, on the air. This um, is not a lot. We we look forward to continuing our season at a bowl destination. Like, what does that have to do with your massive fight? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, an eye wait a Cole minute. Fisher. Yeah, we're going to the Outback Bowl or wherever the heck they're going to go. I don't know, but it's just uh, yeah. I just I just I love when these statement comes out and and you, and you sit there and you're like, man, like a bunch of people spent a lot of time on that and it is absolutely the emptiest calories in American history. Man, I'm watching, man. I'm telling you what, Cole Fisher could take a take a hit though. Yeah, no I'm he did. I mean, he got he got smacked. Yeah, our dude and our dude Cole was 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 not scared to throw down with Kevin Falk either. I mean, you He's know. Dumber than a rock, but he can <laughs> I wonder if Cole had some liquid courage to uh, put himself in that situation. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I watched a lot of Kevin Falk play for the Patriots, uh, Dan. I'm sure you did, too. Oh, yeah. Not a dude. I met him. Not a dude. I would. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, and it, I think yeah. it got pointed out by um, uh, every day should be Saturday. That if you look at the picture, Kevin Falk is wearing like workout shorts under yeah. his khakis. <laughs> OK, which is a guy that's ready to like he's. Anytime you need a workout, he'll just let's do some squats. I'm ready, right? You want to? He's not. He doesn't wear underwear. He just wears his workout shorts everywhere he goes. I don't know what this was about. Anyway, great, great stuff. The other great quote was from the great Brad Marquart, who's the uh, uh, spokesman for Texas A&M football. Does a great job. And his initial quote on Sunday was, "quote I don't know who Cole Fisher is." <laughs> yeah, right. well, you do now. Oh, yeah, you do. More famous than any actual player for the Aggies. Yes. Our man Cole. <laughs> Once Cole can uh, he can drink anything more than through a straw, he will be. <laughs> <laughs> he will not pay for a drink in uh, College Station, I don't believe. So that's uh, that's it. All right. Uh, as much as I dislike uh, the conference championship games, I mean, obviously I'm going to watch because I love football. Um I think we're all in favor of extra Red River shootouts. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, Red River shootout two is 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 great. We're very lucky to have that. Uh, and I love that it's being played at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Apparently, that is the only time these two teams are allowed to play. <laughs> yeah, because that is always the October game is always always that time. always at oh, that yeah. time. So they're doing it at at, uh, at AT&T Stadium, not the Cotton Bowl this time. But uh, we have. 
great Sooner snark going down right now. Uh, Kyler Murray, the great quarterback for the Sooners, was asked Monday if he respects his counterpart uh, at Texas, Sam Ellinger. Do you respect Sam Ellinger's game? And he responded, quote, I'd rather not comment on that, end quote. (laughs) Oh, man. Mm. Uh, Ellinger was told of Murray's no comment and said, quote, I'd absolutely love to comment on that. I absolutely respect his game, end quote. See, that's why all them mamas want a Texas quarterback to marry their daughters. What a (laughs) nice young man. Meanwhile, Tom Herman is continuing the still pathetic attempt to be outraged at the horns down symbol. I'm sorry, Tom, but it's not like you're lighting the American flag on fire at the 50 yard line, (laughs) which is a constitutionally protected act, I might add. So we're going to leave it to the bootleggers boy who's sitting around Norman with nothing else to do but to chime in on this. (laughs) Barry Switzer to the athletic quote. That's bullshit. <laughs> Horns down is part of the history of the game. It's a natural reaction. It's like someone gives you the finger, you give them the finger back, right? Well, if someone does <laughs> horns up, you do horns down back at them. End quote. I feel like for all the boring weeks, the Karmic College football gods just were like, you know what? These guys are due. Let's just let's just send them this. Barry Switzer is in that like great mode of life now where he just gives zero cares. <laughs> it's a little bit I call it in college basketball like the Jim Beheim mode yeah. where you'll just say anything Uh-oh. on your mind with no fear of repercussions. You have no bosses who can control you or punish you. So you can just say anything you want. And God bless Barry Switzer. We need more unplugged people. Remember like MTV unplugged. Like I like the guys who are unplugged 365 days a year. Barry Switzer, God bless him is completely unplugged. Um, my joke in covering college sports is that it's like always hard to get people to tell you obvious things, you know, like, like Western Kentucky probably shouldn't have got a top five player in basketball, you know, but no, no one will say it out loud. <laughs> right, so right. yeah, like, like that's, that's what, like, that's why you need truth tellers and like Barry Switzer, God bless him is telling us the truth. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Barry is uh first team, all I D G A F, you know, he, yes. he, he's, yes. as you said, yeah, he's got, he's got nobody to worry. Nobody who you think no. Barry Switzer cares if anybody's mad at him. Absolutely nope. not. So, nope. yeah, he's he's a a great go to to turn to 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 get fired up about the uh, horns up, horns down thingy. Awesome. I picture him having like being one of those guys who always answers his cell phone because he doesn't know how to send it to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be somebody that he can wise off to, you know. So yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> the athletic. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what What's the athletic that? is, boy, but what do you want? <laughs> that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that's and classic. that's no offense to our friends at The Athletic who do a fine job. I, uh, yes, no, I no, might no. root for OU just because of this. Like, they are just. <laughs> um, yeah. Dan's daughters are going to walk in the living room on Saturday morning. Dad, why is your hand pointing Horns down? down your... baby. <laughs> <laughs> are you listening to death metal or watching the Big 12 championship game? <laughs> All right. Uh, Mac Brown's new coach at North Carolina. I think Pete broke that news on the show the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was all, all over it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they credited Pete breaking Yahoo. the news that there is no way Mac Brown would be the coach at North Carolina. I did list 10 candidates, and he was not one of the yeah, candidates. That's all right. Over, the, over next, 10. the next day, he was the coach at North Carolina. He would have been like 13 if I had extended the list. <laughs> oh, that, see, that was it. It was cut. Uh, editors cut it. Editor cut. Yeah. Yeah, God, editors, we've all got them. Um, all right. Uh, have we had any other hirings since then? Did any of these other? I, I, how about this? How about this Auburn situation where where the Auburn every every reporter in Alabama has an Auburn booster source who thinks he's the biggest booster at Auburn, of course. So we have got Bob Stoops was up for the job. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Gus Malzahn has to lower his buyout or he gets fired. Why would you do that? That makes no sense. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yes, the 
Auburn media that perpetuates the university's wishes is one of my favorite little like journalism <laughs> subplots. They like flash once a year. I read that story today and I was just like, this doesn't even say anything. It's like unspecified amount. And yeah, we're just hoping he'll give some money back. Yeah. The headline should have been boosters sick of losing to Alabama. <laughs> which is what it boils down to down there, right? Yes. Yeah, and so somebody's yes. got, got to call Jimmy Rain and somebody's got to call Bobby Louder or whoever the Jimmy Rain and Bobby Louder are now, Yeah. you know, of 2018. But uh, no, that place there, is, I would imagine Alan Green's getting a, a very good indoctrination to what happens when the football program goes off the rails and you can't control the boosters at all as far as sounding off and spreading rumors and dropping – hints and etc it's uh what a place what a place alan green is finding out why the plum sec job fell to the buffalo ad (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah it is it is and why and why bob stoops ain't coming within four thousand miles of that job this story may actually say less than jimbo fisher's texas a&m statement (laughs) it's never dull Wait, here here's what else we had dan on the carousel as far as nobody necessarily got hired but uh Somebody wrote a column campaigning for Art Bryles at Texas Tech, which is like in the you got to be kidding me Hall of Fame hot take. And then, uh, oh, some people at Tennessee who were morally opposed to the, the questionable character of J- Greg Schiano would like to have Hugh Freeze as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, about Hugh Freeze was getting batted around. And then there was the Mike Leach to Texas Tech, back to Texas yeah. Tech. That made yeah. no sense. Yep, some people want that. That ain't happening. Mike Leach hates Texas Tech as much Dan hates people like just emptying Bush Light cans on the ground. It's insulting. Like, (laughs) if you ever talk to Mike Leach, he's like, you ever figure out why they didn't pay me for 09? And he took him to court. He sued them. Yeah. Nobody, that, that marriage ain't coming back together. No, I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine for the love of the air raid that the sins of the past and the the uh, angst of the past would be uh, would be forgotten. But yeah, it'll actually be interesting with Bryles to see if his kid gets hired somewhere. Like how tainted is that name? They, his kid's the OC at Houston. They had an right. excellent year on offense. We're top five, top 10 in like every major category. Um, you know, they run the same stuff that Baylor did, which when it's going, it goes. But it, it'll be that'll be uh, Texas State is where he's reportedly been involved. I think the Houston Chronicle reported that. And it will be interesting to see the litmus test of the uh, how many points can you score to cleanse your family's name? That's <laughs> right. pretty much the uh, ethical ethical test we're facing. Have you ever seen the hot crazy matrix? You know where it's like how much ah uh, yeah how much crazy can you put up with for a hot person, whether it's guy boy or, or a woman, and. Uh, that that's basically how much scandal can you put up with for points? Uh, that's the 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 points scandal matrix in college. That football. is definitely the best analogy in the history of our podcast. It's not even close. How do you think I kept this job, man? You know, like I got a lot of crazy here. There is no doubt. Wetzel scores very high on the hot end of the hot crazy metric. Those CVS glasses. It's my it's my CVS brand glasses, <laughs> <Yes>. reading glasses. <laughs> totally done it. Uh, there's nowhere to go from there. <laughs> I like when they have a really good player and he gets like a sexual assault, right? So they throw him out of like, you know, some, you know, major school. And then it's like, well, like, like, you know, Florida State or something, right? And then they'll be like, well, he could go play at a s- smaller level school. You go like, to Florida what? Atlantic. What about, the, what about the girls at that school? Like, what? Just because they don't have a 100,000-seat football stadium doesn't mean. They're disposable. They're disposable. <laughs> They're disposable. Like, that guy pulled a knife and stabbed a fellow student, but he can't play in the SEC, but he can play, like, Conference USA or something. Like, what? <laughs> All right, I, I can top this for the ending of the show, though, uh, because before we get out of here, we want to give listeners a chance to be part of the show. We're going to start reading our favorite listener reviews. We started last week, uh, last Hope of the Cunninghams one. Uh, if you if we read your review on the podcast, you're going to get some Yahoo Sports swag. We have things like T-shirts, hats, and koozies, and an Amazon gift card, too. 10 bucks or something. I don't know how much you get. Uh, so what you got to do is leave a review. You got to search for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast and the Apple Podcast app, and then you have to write a review. Click on that and write something. 
It must be a five-star. I'm disqualifying you. Okay? Five stars only. We're like Duke basketball, baby. (laughs) Uh, And you got to be clever. Now, I think I'm supposed to just give one of these, but oh, no. I'm in charge. (laughs) We're going to be handing koozies out everywhere, baby. The more koozies, the happier America is. If we name you. To claim your prize, send your info to podcasts at yahoosports.com. Podcasts at yahoosports.com. So, you know, drum roll, please. All right, this is from AZ Desert Golfer. The title is My Second Favorite Podcast Behind Rachel Maddow's. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, they're very similar. Very oh, yeah. similar affair. We well, talked a little politics for AZ. We Desert did Golf mention today, politics, too. kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Here's your five star rating. Now bring on the swag. See, that's what I like. Just right at us. <laughs> there you go. I'd settle for a photo of forty signed by Wetzel, but I prefer a beer koozie. <laughs> that's pretty good. Congratulations, yeah. AD's AZ's De- Desert Golfer. Uh, all right. BKH eight two one. His title is Football Underwater. <laughs> I deleted the Apple Podcast app several years ago and used another podcast app. I restored the app only so I could win Yahoo Swag. Oh, I'm wow. 61 and know I have only a few years, 20 or so, left and want to go to my grave knowing I did at least one meaningful thing in my thus empty, pathetic <laughs> life. <laughs> See, we're him. here. We're going to reach out to these. We're here for the lonely. We are. <laughs> miserable. The best thing I can say is this: that this podcast has disrupt, disrupted my daily Kornheiser habit. The description of Ivy League football as football <laughs> underwater clinched it for me. <laughs> you can ship my swag now. Funniest sports cast available. All you need now is supplemental drinking game podcast for every time Urban Meyer fakes his own death on the sideline <laughs> to garner sympathy for the absolute crap coaching job he's done this year. This must have been written before the Michigan game. Hashtag Go Tigers, G-A-U-X, of course. Uh, wow. We we might have to get him on the podcast. Yeah, we need to fly, yeah. we need to fly yeah. him out for uh, – the playoff game. Yeah, Dan, do you have control over the budget? Can you get him on a flight out to uh, the Bay Area? <laughs> BJNK013. Title has been listening since Wetzel to 40. Dan, Pete, Pat, I live in Santa Clara and be sure to attending your event on the 4th. That's right, we're having a live Woo! show on the 4th in San Jose. At a brewery. Yeah, at, at somewhere. It's an undisclosed location right now. Oh, yeah, to be named later. Yeah. yeah. We just assume there'll be beer there. At the That's, end, we'll know. all be drunk. Trust yeah. me. It, it may just be a street it may just be a street corner with our big, bulky microphones Doesn't in, a, matter. in a case. <laughs> Sipping Sierra Nevada out of, uh, out of brown paper bags and sneering at each other. I would be living my best life then. <laughs> Being my day off, I will be disheveled and inebriated for sure. So early early season reference. When I show up, perhaps I will also be sporting a Vegas style Billy Belichick outfit. I think that's really the was that from when he was Billy uh uh when uh, uh Johnny Manziel was Billy Manziel. I think he got that wrong. Okay. Yeah. Remember when yeah. B- B- remember when Johnny Manziel went to Vegas and put sure, on the yes, fake yes, That was like a yes. week of the Wetzel to 40 show with a Billy Manziel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went hard on that one. <laughs> oh, Johnny, come back. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, Scarred Listener. Scarred Listener. Remember, you guys, uh, whatever whatever that email is I gave earlier. I'm not looking it back up. It's a damn koozie. <laughs> you can deal with it. Uh, here's the quote. This podcast is so easy to listen to. It's like a soft breeze on my face. As I ride on the back of Bobby Vitrino's crotch rocket. <laughs> Wait, he's not oh. done. He's not done. As I ride on the back. Ozark breeze in my hair. <laughs> Scarred listener, you're awesome. Uh, it's like a soft breeze on my face as I ri- ride on the back of Bobby Vitrino's crotch rocket into the sunset of a relationship meant to last forever. 
Beautiful. Oh. God, I wish I wish re- we wrote that well. Credit to producer yeah. Lindsay for coming up with this gimmick. Yeah. Yes. First many, off, it kills time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and many thanks to Bobby Petrino, who in a weird way, we're going to miss next year. If he's just oh, like yeah. some faceless oh. analyst at some SEC machine. <laughs> oh. I hope he like at least gets a job on like CBS Sports Network or something like, you know, oh, oh, he would God. be the worst <laughs> television <laughs> analyst. The worst in history. The most em- emotionless human being. Oh, he he would be the the worst on TV. Well, we I would be him. better. I love him. When Louisville brought him back, I vividly remember like Louisville made him talk to Pat, even though he didn't want to. And Pat wrote a column basically about how Louisville made Bobby talk to me because he was going to be changed and different. <laughs> I was just uh-huh. like, that's what we need video. I have of. a lot like, in the- common with Bobby Petrino then because <laughs> yeah. Yahoo makes me talk to Pat every week. <laughs> It's the highlight of your week. (laughs) All right. Uh, Race for the case later this week. Subscribe and get some reviews in so you can win the beer koozie and and then the T-shirt or whatever else we're throwing out there. Swag, baby. And come to San Jose on the 4th. Talk to you guys later.